0: Block Talk Radio.
1: Ranger!
0: evening to you, and welcome to Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton. Thank you for joining us tonight. You know, we just opened the show to the dynamic tunes of the very talented Sojo Ministries out of Atlanta, Georgia. The song is titled Rejoice, and I was just rocking to the song myself. You know, please know and understand that this national radio show caters to the entire community. Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton brings an array of topics and exclusive guests to the table. We do aim to deliver thought-provoking discussions that will hopefully impact and influence lives in a game-changing manner. We certainly offer relevant conversation to our listening audience. Stay connected to this national radio show, and please share us with everyone you happen to know. We are doing very well. And I do value your commitment to staying connected with this family radio talk show. I love it. And I also love hearing from our loyal listeners. Listen in right now to hear from a few of our dynamic listeners. Hi, it's Phyllis Joseph, owner and operator of Faith Build Fitness. We can be reached on
1: Facebook page simply searching Coach Phyllis Joseph. And I'm listening to Let's Talk America with Hoshana Thornton. Hi, this is Triandra Thornton, Youth Motivational Speaker and author of the book Get Them to Buy into You. You can check out my website at www.treandos.com. And at this present time, I'm listening to Let's Talk America with... T. the author of Make Sure Your Love Is Bigger Than Your Wedding, and Label Girl, Who Are You Wearing? And you can connect with me on Facebook at T. win Author. And you are listening to Let's Talk America with Shayla Thornton.
0: Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We are very grateful to have you on board. Do you want to get on the air to share your thoughts about the show? Do you have pertinent community news to share with a national listening audience? Simply email the radio show at letstalkshana at gmail.com. Just one email takes care of everything. Remember to email us photographs to post on our Wall of Fame page on Instagram. We would love to hear from you. Do connect with us on Facebook by simply searching Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton. And connect with us on Twitter by searching S.S. Thornton. Follow us on Instagram by also searching Let's Talk America radio show. We are quite busy on social media sites because we know you are, and we would certainly love to hear from you and to share our messaging. All right, let's move forward with the show. Tonight we have a hot and relevant topic. We will address head injuries. Head injuries and in our youth. Yes? Team sports have grown in almost an unbelievable popularity, and yet medical experts have seen the rise in head injuries. What medical impact will this very real and pressing concern have on our society? We will discuss just how dangerous a concussion is. Parents, coaches, and many others really need to be equipped with information to properly address this very timely topic. If your son, nephew, niece, cousin, or godchild participates in sports, you will be very interested in this exclusive interview with a leading expert and nurse practitioner, Miss Shanice Bodie. She will truly break down this issue and provide solutions. Again, we are discussing head injuries of our youth. Connect with all of your friends and tell them that we have great music and groundbreaking conversation on the show right now. It's going down now. They will not want to miss this show. Now, as always, this show is jam-packed, so let's keep pushing ahead. I want to bring in Ms. Shanice Bodie as soon as possible. Right now, we will go over our words of inspiration for today's show. Today, we have the famous philosopher Aristotle, who once said, Knowing yourself is the beginning of all wisdom. Knowing yourself is the beginning of all wisdom. Awesome. Wisdom starts at home. It starts from within. Let us gain wisdom by gaining knowledge. Head injuries among our youth is a major concern throughout the nation right now. Our featured guest is Ms. Shanice Bodie. She is a certified pediatric nurse practitioner with an additional specialty in acute care who has over 11 years of pediatric and adult care nursing expertise. Her broad-ranging experience includes pediatric critical care, pediatric neurology, and pediatric and adolescent psychiatry, only to name a few. Shanice belongs to several nationally recognized nursing organizations, including the American Nurses Association and the National Association of Pediatric Nurse Practitioners. She currently serves as the Executive Vice President of the Georgia National Association of Nurse Practitioners Chapter. Shanice not only enjoys her role as a practitioner and medical expert, but enjoys educating the community family, friends, and peers about health and health-related subjects. You know, one of Shanice's own personal goals is to educate and empower those who need to access often intimidating health care systems. She simply loves what she does. Shanice is currently with the renowned Ascend Pediatric Neurology Group out of Atlanta, Georgia, as a practitioner, under the guidance and collaboration with Dr. Howard Snuff, Dr. Raymond Cheen, Dr. Eric Zugbrook, and colleague Alicia Smith, nurse practitioner also. And I certainly want to make sure I'm saying the name properly. I've just been informed it's Shanice Body. So please excuse me, listeners of Let's Talk America, Miss Shanice Body will be our guest. And I want to officially welcome her on, listeners of Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton. Please help me welcome the one and only, the leading medical expert in head injuries, Miss Shanice Body. How are you this evening?
1: I'm doing great, Ms. Shayna. How are you?
0: Oh, I am excited excited because this uh, messaging or this topic, this trending subject right now, Ms. Shanice, is so important to our communities when it comes to our youth and head injuries and concussions and all of that. So when we have the opportunity to book you and have you on this show, I just jump for joy because we need someone that's familiar with this problem, someone that's an expert in the field who's seen a lot of different cases come in and speak with us. And I want to thank you right off. I'm very gracious to have you on this evening.
1: Thank you. I'm glad to be here and hope that I can provide the information that's needed during this interview.
0: You certainly will. You certainly have more information than I have, and I'm sure a lot of other listeners out there want to know more. You know, let's first address the critical issue, Shanice. What exactly is a concussion? Because that word is thrown around a lot. He had a concussion. She had a concussion from the soccer game. What exactly, speaking medically, is a concussion?
1: Well, a concussion is a type of injury to the brain. Um, It usually can happen in several different ways to include um, if an object hits the head, um, a moving object hits the head, or if the head hits an object such as the floor or the wall. And also in um, motor vehicle accidents, um, when they have what we call whiplash, um, a head injury can occur during either of those times.
0: Mm. So basically any injury or harm done to the head in any manner, be it a car accident, a football game, a baseball game, some sort of injury. Correct. Okay. Now, I've got to know this, and please don't take this as a silly question. You're a medical expert. Um, I know concussions a head injury or head condition, but are there other head conditions or injuries that can occur, generally speaking?
1: Um, usually, when you have a head injury you will you will experience more of the symptoms related to the injury okay. um those symptoms usually include like days or dizziness or confusion right at the onset okay. afterwards um it could be several hours it could be several minutes after. They'll usually experience uh, headaches. Um, they can have difficulty with concentrating, okay. also difficulty with sleeping, um, and memory difficulty.
0: Hmm. So a head injury may even affect your ability to sleep. Correct. Wow, I didn't realize that because I think we often think of immediate confusion right after uh, the head injury. But you're saying it can actually go beyond that and you can have problems sleeping for days on out.
1: Correct. Based on the um, severity of the, of the head injury, then definitely the, the signs and symptoms related to that injury can differ as time goes on.
0: Hmm. Interesting information that's very relevant to our communities. Neil, explain to our listeners just how common head injuries are for our youth today, because we're talking about concussions, head injuries, and, of course, that can happen for youth and adults alike, Shanice. But when it comes to our youth, just how common is this issue?
1: Well, the true statistical data regarding um, how common head injuries are is not available due to the limited reporting that we're getting from parents and also the children who suffering the concussions. If it's related to a sports injury, some may not report because they don't want to be left out of the game, or parents may not report the changes in their child because they don't want them to come out of the game, because they may be the star player. I see. So um, those that are suffering, you know, from the concussions, They're not reporting it or just the lack of knowledge of them knowing what the signs and symptoms of concussions are. It's not being reported.
0: Hmm. Now, I know we touched on this slightly a few minutes ago, but I want us to get more specific. You know, so obviously there's dangers in having head injuries from our sports activities. But explain the long-term effects for our children when there are head injuries, perhaps that go attended or those that go unattended, like you said, because there may be pressure for the parent or the propensity to say, well, I want him or her to stay in the game and walk it off and be tough, you know, because you've got to train to go play. Professional sports you know, what's the long term effects for these injuries if they're not addressed properly and appropriately
1: The main important issues that we come across when it comes to the long term effects is how early the child sorry how young the child is when mm-hmm. they experience the concussion and also the repeated amount of concussions that they experience so when I say that um the if a five year old child experienced a concussion and he was running around playing, didn't have a helmet on, or was riding a bike, didn't have a helmet on, he fell down. But then he went and started playing football and experienced another concussion um, within a short period of time, a month's time. Um, that can also that can have an issue on the long term effect. because I the more that you suffer. The worse off the symptoms will be. And because concussions have cumulative effects, once you experience one and then you experience another, your risk for experiencing a third concussion is higher than someone who has not.
0: Okay, and that makes sense to me, and I want to ask this question, and I don't want to beat up and target any specific sport, because uh, like you, Shanice, I enjoy sports of all types, And but when I think of repeated injury to the head that you just described that would be the most critical and dangerous type of condition for any child, young or older child, to experience, I think of boxing. And not that there are many small children that box, but when we as Americans, you know, take part of looking at these festivities on television or even attending live boxing matches, there seems to be repeated uh, injury to the head. And again, not beating up or targeting any specific sport, but I would assume that boxing would be probably one of the most concerning type of activities when it comes to the seriousness or the severity of concussions or head injuries.
1: Can you repeat that last part? I'm sorry, I did not hear you.
0: Oh, okay, no problem. I was saying, so in other words, to wrap it up with boxing be really concerning to you as a medical provider when it comes to the concern of concussions or head injuries.
1: Um, Yes, boxing would be a very concerning sport, but because there are not a lot of children that participate in boxing, that would be focused more on the adult population. But there are some children who do start early and experience experience boxing. And depending on the, the force of the blow, that can put them at a higher risk of suffering a concussion, especially if they are knocked out. Mm. Um, being knocked out is considered a good thing in boxing, but in in a professional life, it may not be as good. The main um most dangerous sport in our youth, usually with the boys is um football okay um, because of the impact that they have and head to head collisions and even just being tackled okay. very forcefully, um, and then in girls, usually we look at soccer because when when playing soccer, they have this this technique called headers, and that's when the players are hitting the he- hitting the ball with their head. Yes. Um, depending on the force of of the ball and who's kicking the ball, it can be. It can cause the head to press down. Yes. So that is another way that they can have a concussion. Hmm. And um, And a uh, special that was done by uh, Sanjay Gupta, she she described that um, when when performing those those skills that the the female neck muscles aren't strong enough to oh. stabilize the okay. head when. When hitting the ball. So that could be one of the reasons why they are suffering from the concussion in girls' soccer.
0: Hmm. So I, I want to emphasize the last point you just made that, you know, mm-hmm. obviously boys and girls play different sports. Pretty much every sport now takes uh, both genders when it comes to youth activities. But you're saying when you look at soccer or at head injuries or a head supporting or the neck supporting the head, that when it does come to males and females, they're are structural differences, while some females will be more prone to injury than males at certain activities. Is that true to say? That's correct. Hmm, fascinating information. I did not know. And I want to also say this because I want us to be as clear as possible to our national listening audience, Shanice. To have a concussion, and you spoke about it so eloquently earlier at the top of this segment, but to have a concussion does not mean that you had to pass out. Is that correct? Because I think a lot of people assume a concussion is they passed out, they blacked out, they went into a coma-like situation. You're saying as a medical expert, you don't have to pass out to experience a concussion.
1: That is correct. You mm. do not have to have loss of consciousness in order to suffer from a concussion.
0: Mm. So I hope parents and guardians and aunts and uncles and cousins and coaches that are cheering our children on, and we want to be supportive and uplift them, but to understand that because they got back up doesn't mean there wasn't any sort of moderate to severe injury to the head. And I've got a co-signature from leading nurse practitioner Shinny's body. Right. Mm, thank right. you. Shanice, what sort of rehabilitative uh, options are now available to treat the head injuries, such as concussions, when it does need medical attention, when they show up in the emergency room, or when they show up to the pediatric neurologist's office that you're at? What sort of options do parents or caregivers have for the children?
1: Um, the the most important way that a person suffering from a um, concussion can heal first starts with cognitive rest and physical rest. Okay. Usually when we get our patients into our practice, they've either suffered a concussion two weeks ago or it's been a month and they're still having these symptoms. But after we interview them and we find out, did they stop playing, did they continue playing, Whether it was related to a activity or if it was just stopping at home and they fell and hit their head, yes. they're still suffering from these symptoms. So what we find out is that they're not having that cognitive risk. They think that they just bang their head and then they continue on with their daily activities until the next day. After mm. suffering the concussion, they're having worsening
0: symptoms. And Janine- you are not able to, I'm sorry, go bless- um- no, no, I wanted to say this, and I don't want to interrupt, but when you say cognitive activities, will you be very specific and simplify that for our listeners? What is cognitive type of behavior activities so the parents would know what to look for when it's abnormal?
1: Anything that deals with using your brain, okay. um, watching television, okay. playing on the iPad, the iPhone, the computer, okay. any kind of video games. Um, any kind of learning activities, anything dealing with schoolwork. Okay. Usually, that is one of the main symptoms. They're saying they're having difficulties, conf- difficulty concentrating. Okay. Um, all activities um, that require any kind of um, brain usage should be limited until all symptoms are resolved. Um, mainly when it's related to sports, gradual return to play. And any kind of activity is key, so you have to introduce those activities level by level based on the recommendations from, one, the American Academy of Neurology and also the American Academy of
0: Pediatrics. sorry. Awesome, awesome. So good information it's so key for the parents, the guardians, or the caretakers to really partner with medical providers when it comes to treating these head injuries properly. You know, speaking of parents and concerned loved ones, What precautions, uh, day-to-day mundane activities, can a concerned parent take to help prevent head injuries of any type, Shanice, be it on the field when they're playing soccer, football, on the basketball court, or even at home riding their bike? What smart precautions or steps can a parent take?
1: Um, The main thing that they can do with any activity, um, whether it is riding a bike, skateboarding, um, hockey, any activity, um, they can make sure that the head is properly protected, Okay. meaning they need to have properly fitting headgear, okay. um, you know, not able to move around, make sure the straps are in place, okay. and it's not old and outdated. Okay. When the child grows, their head usually grows, yes. so it's important to make sure that they have a properly fitting um, helmet okay. in place. Also, just childproofing the home. Okay. Um, when you have toddlers, it's... it's it's really good to keep things from a high level where they're trying to reach and they can pull stuff down onto them onto themselves. Um, also, it, and lastly, the main thing is just education. Okay. Knowing the signs and symptoms of a concussion, knowing the changes in your child if they have suffered a concussion, and knowing when to tell them, it's time to sit
0: down. All right. Mm. Good, good, good advice. Use your helmets, the headgear, even if they're riding the bike outside, or like you just <laughs> pointed out, Shanice, childproof the house inside, because toddlers or children beginning to run fast and walk often, uh, you know, have questionable balance. And even if when they think they have great balance, they need to be smart and protect that head. That is a cherished asset. You do your thinking with it. Now, this is a touchy subject, and I know there are a lot of people that's going to create in their seats, but I cannot let you come in and speak with us about head injuries and are you, without bringing up this subject, how can our athletic coaches, that's right everyone, I said it, our athletic coaches collaborate with concerned parents, to curb head injuries among our student athletes. This is uh, the elephant in the room, Shanice, because, you know, you want to let the coach be the coach. You know, he's running the team. He's the one that's going to bring the athletic potential out of your son or daughter. Uh, But we're concerned, and we want the head protected. How can we collaborate without being a nuisance to the coach?
1: Well, with this being a – very touchy subject of mine, and my significant other is a football coach. Okay. Um, I can say that when encountering coaches and also parents, they just have to understand what the signs and symptoms are of concussions or of head injuries, um, any kind of head injury, whether it's a mild head injury or if it's a severe head injury. Um providing educational material to these parents, to, you know, to the coaches. They need to make sure that they have mandatory workshops available, mandatory seminars available for these parents as well as the coaches. And if they do not attend, their child shouldn't play. They should not be able to be involved in these activities because of the risk that can be associated with playing football or playing basketball or playing soccer or just in general, um, it, it's very important to have a medical staff that's professionally trained yes. in this area to conduct these seminars. Okay. Um, I know that on the sideline of football games, uh, they do have the trainers there who do the impact testing, but it's also very important to for them to know what the signs and symptoms are, when they should sit them out, send them home, yes. and say, you need to go see a neurologist or you need to go see a medical professional to make sure that you are not having any signs and Mm -hmm. symptoms of concussion because the longer you wait, the worse your symptoms can be.
0: Hmm. Very good advice, Shanice, and, and I want everyone to truly understand what she's saying because she said it so eloquently and very easy to understand. You know, in, in layman terms, for our listeners out there, and I can identify with this being a parent, you can, Shanice, and uh, millions of others out there listening, for them to understand that when we're wondering about the football coach and his experience of can he really coach my son, you know, well, where did he play, how was he playing in high school and in college, we also need to be concerned about his exposure to some sort of training by a medical professional in terms of recognizing when there possibly could be a head injury that needs immediate medical attention. So let that be known. Shanice's body is saying that is very important, just as important. Instead of saying where did he play, how does he, what's his experience on playing, but for him to know when to say when to pull that child out of that game. Am I quoting you properly, Shanice?
1: Yes. Okay. Yes, you are mm.
0: correct. Mm, Thank you. Powerful information you're providing with us today. We don't have much more time on the show. We're going to have to bring you back. But before um, I get out of here, I've got to know what guidance can you provide loving and caring and concerned parents? Listening in right now to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton who need help. And starting the conversation with the child about the importance of preventing head injuries. We're talking about the 13, 14, 15-year-old boy or girl who, you know, they're at the stage where, hey, mom and dad, I've got it. I don't really need your help on this. How can we get our children to understand just how serious head injuries is without instilling extreme fear of life? Because we always want to balance. I know you'd agree to that as a medical professional, but for the next 30 seconds, what can we do to start this conversation? Um,
1: mainly, if they're interested in sports, I think that it's very important for them to inform their kids that certain things can occur while playing sports or just in general. Um, they should just talk to them about what head injury is. Yeah. and and what the, what the side effects could be. Yeah. You know, they have to understand the importance is if you keep continuing to play and you're suffering concussions or head injuries and you're not reporting the symptoms that you're having because you want to continue to play, it can just prolong your, your your healing time, your recovery time, and it can also interfere with your learning. And they have to understand that their brain is one of the most important organs of the body. Yes. And in order to move forward in life, you have to have the brain.
0: Yes, critical, critical, critical to life. Shanice, I love your passion. I love your knowledge, and I thank you for joining us. Before we get out of here, how can our listeners learn more about pediatric neurology and the issue of head injuries?
1: Um, there are several different Websites, especially in the Atlanta area, um, that they can visit to get any information regarding um, head injuries. Um, one being, of course, um, the home. My own practice that I work for, Ascend Pediatric Neurology. If you have any questions regarding um, if your child may have suffered a concussion or signs and symptoms, you can contact us. Our number is 404-256-3535. Also, you can visit the CDC.gov website. Yeah. They have a really good um, presentation on concussions in, in children. Beautiful. Also, um, Children's Healthcare of Atlanta.org. Yeah. Um, they have a very good uh, concussion program that we we encounter a lot with. Awesome. Um, also, visiting the PBS website to look at the um, special that they had on the NFL concussion
0: crisis—that okay. um, nice.
1: is a very good way for parents to involve their children in what concussions are and the side
0: awesome. effects. Product- we love it. We love it. All about learning. Thank you for joining us on Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton. We're going to bring you back on. I love your passion. Have a good night, Shanice.
1: Thank you. You have a good night.
0: Stay tuned in to the show. We will be airing next Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. All content original, copyright 2013. by.